everyone and forgive all the dragging of my vowels because I had to realize I was transitioning properly so my wife didn't kill me. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special edition of the Forever Fangirls podcast. We are live from QFX CloudCon. Woo! I am Sheila Amato. And I'm Kimberly Amato. Together, we are the voices behind Forever Fangirls. Uh, if you haven't noticed in the little corner, we have been partnering with uh, QFX CloudCon. And quick shout out to, uh, excuse me, Kevin Batchelder, because without him, our podcast probably never would have started because he is brilliant, amazing and lovely. And uh, I know we were supposed to be doing a lovely thing yesterday, but CloudCon's been amazing all week. I've been in awe of the person who's with us all week, but also like everybody else who has been here. It's just been an amazing, fun-filled event. So thank you, everyone from QFX uh, for doing this, for allowing us to be here, etc. Yes, and there's so much incredible content and all focused on diversity and inclusiveness. And during Pride Month, it's just amazing. And uh, so we, we, we were originally going to do um, Podcasting 101, but we had to pivot because, as you can see, we have a special guest with us today. Woo-hoo! Yay! We, have, we have the incomparable, the extreme, I feel like saying that the wickedly talented, we have Mandala Rose. And awesome. frankly, if you, yeah, oh, she's all dressed up and, and she's yes. bringing sexy back. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when someone offers up their time, you graciously say, yes, please, when? And that is yes. exactly what happened. So we yeah. are very, very so, thankful you are here. Yes. I am quite pleased to be here. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Yes, and just to mention, all of those who did send us questions for your podcasting 101 questions, we will answer them in a future podcast. So, but um, before we start the interview, Mandela, <gasps> don't do it. I just wanted to say, don't do yes, it. Yes, we're gonna do it. I don't do it. I am so happy to finally find my people. Oh God, my people who love pineapple on pizza. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Even Danielle Cormack said pineapple belongs in everything. Yep, and that is that means that that's the go. Sorry, exactly. Yeah. So you know what? If I, I didn't think you both were amazing, I'd be. I just you know just go that way. Pineapple. <laughs> but I, I just like eating more pizza without pineapple for you. So yeah, I see. You know what? I am a completely inclusive person, so I think we could make a huge pizza, half with pineapple and ham for my wife, and and I don't know if you like ham on it as well, and then half for me. So we can we can break the pizza up. There's enough pizza to go around. Oh, well, I would just pick off. The pineapple and put it on the other one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll make a quarter with the ham for her, a quarter of the pineapple without, a quarter with bacon for me, and then a quarter just plain for anybody who doesn't like any of the toppings. Does that work? Loves, loves, and loves of cheese. I actually have to admit that one of my guilty pleasures is Domino's. I love Domino's pizza so much. Like I will order a whole one for myself if I feel like I need to be treated. Oh, There's wow. something about their crust, right? It's like sugar almost in the bread. Hand toss, and then it's the the garlic cheese in particular, not the tomato ro- robust, but the garlic. And then you add lots of cheese, pineapple, of course, um, and it's just so Moorish. <laughs> and and then on, the, on the on the side of that are those cinnamon twists. Mm. Oh, oh yes, yes. Okay, honey, can we? We need Domino's for dinner now. <laughs> you guys deserve it. Treat you definitely need to treat yourself. I don't know then, because then I'll be running like three miles to burn off the dominoes. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> okay, but since since we went to Danielle Cormack, you and I have yes. something extremely in common. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm gonna. I'm, I know G's listening, and I'm gonna blow up her spot right now because I totally. I'm gonna admit it. I, I kicked her out of the meet and greet because I saw Miss Cormack's name, and I went, "Get out." <laughs> hit the button and, and took over the meet and greets and handled it because I, yeah, it, it was that, that's a good story. But you, what is it about Danielle that, that really, that made you fangirl as much as you did? Cause you looked adorable. Oh my God. I watched it back and I was like, Mandala, I need to reel it in a little more. <laughs> no. I, I'm not, I think I'm really good at hiding my emotions. Um, but I'm really not. Uh, I, 
I mean, I grew up watching Xena as well. It was one of those those shows that I watched religiously. Um, you may know a little bit about my my history, but I was brought up by nuns. I'm a foster kid and went into foster care when I was six. They took me in when I was eight. So from the age of like, I think it was about 10, I can't quite remember when Xena came out, but I just remember staying up late at night with the TV and being like close to the TV because I was meant to be asleep and watching Xena. And whenever she like do her war cry, I'd have to turn it down really quick and like <laughs> listen. Like any of my nuns right. come up the stairs, no, okay, keep going back. They do exactly what I was doing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then Wentworth. I watched Wentworth when I first came to the States in 2016. And it was that first season was holy moly in absolutely incredible with the just the storyline and the way that Danielle just holds herself and holds her characters is very inspiring. So I, mean, I, I came uh, upon that because of her, her name. Her face was actually on Wentworth and Netflix and it says Wentworth Danielle Cormack. I'm like Okay, play. It's pretty brutal. Yes. It's another one on my list that I need to watch. Sheila's list, we just keep adding to it. She's on Buffy, you know, Orphan Black. There's Xena again and, and Wentworth. So, yeah. Get there. It's time. <laughs> Someone actually commented on the little critter in the back. I, th- I think they're, they're seeing... Oh, is she running people. around? Yeah. This is Little Harrowhark Nonagestimus the Arrow Burfoot. The most okay. Wait. <laughs> Say that again. I missed it. Little Harrowhark, nonagesimus, the arrow barefoot. Okay, you're Little just gonna have to write that down for me. <laughs> harrow or Harrowhark in particular. Harrow- Where did that name come from? So there is a book by Thames and Muir called Gideon the Ninth. Imagine lesbian necromancers in space. Okay, so oh, you'll wow. text me that book name later. Absolutely, it's fancy. Let me just show you what it looks like, just so you can understand the aesthetic and understand why I love it so much. Oh. It's bound, black edge bound, and it's just like it's so beautiful. Really Kimmy, beautiful. that is your that is your book exactly. <laughs> that is just yeah. like something Kimberly would be reading. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I came across it, and it was the lesbian necromancers in space. I'm like, done. Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of a no-brainer right there. <laughs> I, I think you'd love it. It's a very dark, a lot of bones and death. And Harrowheart is the the main um, necromancer. And Gideon is, anyway, you should definitely read it. I, well, that's going to be our next podcast when we discuss the, the book. How about that one? We'll bring you back and we'll discuss the book. Then I, I will let me just read it. Say, Gideon is pretty much what I would do for love. So know that when you read it, think of me as Gideon with red flaming hair. Oh, wait. Okay. Because he red hair. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> I went to a completely different place. I'm, so, I'm, oh, I'm no. horrible. But but wife is going to pull us back because I know she's going to do that in a second. Because that's well, her job. Well, it is. You're the always. rational one. I'm not, not the rational always. one. Not always. But, I mean, Mandala, I, I actually first saw your, your work at a film festival in a series called Passage. Mm-hmm. And at that same festival, I actually saw you in another series, Biffle. And I was just, I'm a non-actor, so I'm just totally blown away by the range that you have and having to do like two different genres. And, you know, you, you, you did mention um, in the interview with Danielle Cormack that you always wanted to, you wanted to be an actor. Um, and then that you came to the States in 2016. Can you talk a little bit about like, your your journey of how you decided to leave Australia to come to the U.S. and pursue your acting career here. Absolutely. Um, I remember in the eighth grade um, telling my high school friends we had to do this, where do you see yourself in 15 years from now? And mm-hmm. no matter what, I was always, I'm going to be an actor and I'm going to be a movie star in L.A. Um, I had no clue how to get there, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, so everything in my power from that has been to get here. It wasn't until All About E, which you can catch on Hulu at the moment. Um, it is a, a a lesbian film that is set in Sydney and you get to see Australia in its absolute beauty. So if you've never been to Australia, um, just just watch All About E just for the just for you the scenery. The city, the rural, then you go to the outback and it's, it's just stunning. And it was that film actually that got us into, um, it was my first 
lead in an LGBTQ film as well. So having the pressure. Oh, wow. Okay. The weight of that, rather. Um, That film got into Outfest and Frameline in 2015. And during Outfest, I met um, an individual called Christy Conicella. She was actually taking our photos um, during our, I think it was just after All About E screened at Outfest. And I went up to her and we started talking and getting to know each other. Um, and I was actually, a friend of mine is like, she's cute. And I'm like, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go find out for her. And, I, you know, um, and Christy had seen All About E and then met me and then thought maybe she could um, write a series called, at the time, La Delure Exquise. French, now Forever Not Maybe, and turned into a feature film. But it was actually Christy that that got um, the script done, that got my visa, um, and that actually um, was the the arrowhead for getting me here. So it is absolutely thanks to Christy and Forever Not Maybe. So Forever Not Maybe is a feature film. I play a character called Sasha. She is a lighting director in a very male-orientated business, um, the entertainment industry, um, and she falls in love with Elizabeth, who is like a a concert pianist from Corsica. Um, And the story spans over 40 years, and it's how two women in this industry actually um, create a long-distance relationship and stay together for this whole time. But we shot this film over four years. Um, Sorry. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I'm not sure that was meant to come out this year, but then COVID happened. Um, but it will definitely be coming out very soon. So that was what got me here. And and what's so wonderful about that is if you ask me what kind of queer stuff I've done back in Australia, it was just all about E. Um, but since I've come here, everything in my quiver is LGBTQ, apart from maybe two projects. Wow, that's awesome. I feel I have, so lucky. I, I saw all about E because I was, I have some bouts of insomnia. So I was flipping through my Netflix and there it was. And I'm like, okay. You know, I looked under the, the tab of LGBT. So it has like, you know, three things. And you you click on it. I watched the whole movie and I, I really very much enjoyed it. And I was like, your character, that, that betrayal feel felt so real and so good and so it really resonated with me that when I then saw you in Passage, and I've told you this, I had no idea that it was you. Mm-hmm. It felt like you had this real chameleon feel to you. And then to see you in Biffle again, it was just, you beautifully just, con- your voice, your your mannerisms, everything, just completely bend and ebb and flow for your character. And that is not very easy. So I just wanted to say, I, I love watching you perform. Thank you. <laughs> really quiet. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought you were so adorable in Passage too. I was like, oh, the little, the little, she was. Yeah, so- I know it was pretty fun. <laughs> the fun thing about um, Passage and Biffle is actually we shot them back to back. Really? Shot, I believe it was Passage first. And then when I got back, I had to jump on for Biffle. So they were, it was both in October back to back. And they both require comedy chops. Uh, at least a little bit of comedy, and yes. I have to—I have to tell you honestly, those are my first two um, shots at comedy. So it was Passage first, and I. Man, the thing about actors and a lot of people in their profession, especially when they've chosen to do this for their life, we become imposters. We get that imposter syndrome, and I remember being like, "I can't do this. This is so much pressure. Like, comedy is not something that I'm. I'm used to the dark and the serious and the." Um, but it was really fun to actually be able to have that experience and back-to-back in two completely different characters. So I'm so glad that they came across the difference and that they are separated characters, that they aren't actually got essences of each other in there. Yeah, I mean, when, when I saw Biffle, it was like, wait, wait, is that, is that Mandala? Didn't we just see it? I was, it, it, was, it was great. I thought I was just blown away, like I said. It's like enjoying the, like the whole storyline and all of that. It was great. So looking at your, your IMDb list, you have a lot. I have a, a really weird question for you, but were any of those characters difficult to let go of at the end of the day, or did any of them leave you changed when you were done? Because some of them, I mean, you had darker roles. So, And, and we heard uh, Danielle talking about like she ended, ended up getting therapy because it was just very, very heavy. 
Was there mm-hmm. any one that, that affected you that deeply? I can tell you one, actually. Um, it is a film that you can see on Amazon Prime. It's called um, For the Love of Jesse. It's one of those straight, one of those um, few straight roles that I have. Um, there was a scene in that where my character, so my, I play Sage Smith. Um, the great thing is she's actually from Adelaide, um, so I get to keep my accent. She, um, in, the, in the beginning of, there were actually, man, this film was, was so, it required a lot in a way that I didn't realise. So my character, Sage, you first meet her full-term pregnant. I've got this giant belly, um, little James Morrison. Um, but within the first 10 minutes of meeting me, you learn that James has um, died in utero. And to deal oh. with carrying a baby full term and then to learn that he was that his heartbeat had stopped like my want to be to be that representation for for mothers out there who have lost um babies like that it it was a lot of pressure and I I I just wanted so much to make sure that I was true to that representation. Um, and I, I feel very proud. I think I, I think I did it. The other part on that is the father of the baby was, is not a very nice man. And the gentleman who I had the scene with, he came, he rocked up on set with, um, he, he was already in character. And all of us women were like, oh, I don't like him. I don't like, like, instantly you you wow. can just see all the women on scene it was the last it was the last scene of the night it was about it was an overnight as well so it was about four in the morning three or four in the morning I had gone from straight hair dress heels like full-on um glam mandala to having to do curly hair and like it was that transition that was really wow. and then having worked so hard and then having this gentleman just have this wall up and be weird. Now, the scene that we had to do, we were at a bar getting a little bit, he's trying to get me a little bit drunk um, and I'm feeling like, you know, someone's actually paying attention to me. When I say in the scene, no, I need to go, um, we had to do this thing where he's trying to grab me and pull me towards him and kiss me and make out with me. Um, Now, I trust the director very, very much. Um, Maccabee is... He's a brother. Um, he's again. I. I. My trust for men is is like a lot of us <laughs> like women identifying individuals. Yeah. Um, now my co-star, he was on his phone on the side, and he had to come in at a certain time to break up um, what was happening. So that was his cue. But he was so busy on his phone that he didn't see the cue and this guy kept just more and more and more pulling oh, me and, and it was no. like trigger happened. I completely freaked out. The The scene you see, I look terrified and I was actually terrified. Uh, my whole body just fight or flight and I screamed and I like, luckily it looks great on scene but that after that scene, when we called rap, I disappeared for two days. Luckily, we had two days off. We were living in like um, uh, it was a location, so it was three week location shoot, and we all had our own little casitas. Um, and we had two days off, and I disappeared for two days. I wow, did not get in bed. I didn't talk to anyone. I just needed to just protect myself from what I had felt. So when I watched that scene, it definitely um, makes me remember that. So I would say that that is the hardest. One of the hardest scenes that I've had to, luckily we had a couple of days off, but that was definitely one of the hardest scenes I had to shoot and also being unexpectedly treated like that and then right. losing the trust of my co-star because, of course, he was meant to be there and he was too busy, you know. Something else. Something else. Yeah, that was that was really, really hard. Oh, man. I'm actually being asked to uh, have you say the title of that film again. People want to look huh. it up. Called for the love of Jesse, Jesse double E at the end. It's got Adrian Barbeau in it. If anyone is an Adrian or knows of the name Adrian Barbeau, she was like one of the original screen queens um, in the Fog Swamp Thing. Uh, yeah, she's brilliant. She plays my mother-in-law in it, so we had some incredible scenes together. But for the love of Jesse, I just want to give it adding that to the list. You're, you're adding, okay, great. 
I have, at this point, you need to keep your own list because I really don't know how long it is. I'm, I'm going to give a quick shout out, though, to the little chat that I can see scrolling on my side as my hand looked really huge because that's uh, the EMBC. They, they are a really awesome Zoom meeting that we do uh, daily to make sure and check up on everybody, make sure everybody's okay, and they're awesome. And we also have people from QFX in there because they need to keep me in line. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> All right, so so we'll 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 pivot a little bit and and maybe return a little bit to Zena and a little lighter um, a lighter topic. Um, so Danielle was in Zena, and we're all big Zena fans. So Mandala, what was your favorite Zena episode? Holy moly! Okay, because <laughs> I don't know if you remember me saying with Danielle that oh, there's a hummingbird outside. That is not what I said to Danielle. <laughs> um, I haven't watched Xena since since those times with, mm -hmm. you know, when I was living back at home. What episodes do I remember? Well, I personally loved, um, excuse me, loved um, A Day in the Life because that was like the, the comedic one. I, I found Xena in its second season and that was the first episode that I ever saw. And it was just them, you know, being campy. And it was just, it was a fun episode. So... That's the I mean, only episode that I remember. No clue that I was gay when I, I mean, at that age. Had absolutely no clue. And I watched it and had no, and I remember my nuns being like, ooh, women, like lesbians. And like, you know, then it was, it was, I saw that as a negative thing and being teased mm. for watching it because of that. Yeah. Um, at the time, I'm, I was very cognizant of that. And now I think about it more. I'm like, oh, of course I was, you know, seeing it that and intrigued. But um, right. You know, we definitely have to do a, a Xena rewatch so that I can then answer this question properly. Yes. Well, I was me Xena too. Hercules. So I loved when she would, like, jump into the Hercules um, episodes. That was very fun. See, so that that's my follow-up. Can we do a rewatch? put ourselves in the chat, anybody can join us, and then we will go by certain episodes, and then we can literally have podcast recaps and just discuss what we loved about what we saw. Yeah. Because personally, I love The Bittersweet. The Bittersweet and Remember Nothing to me are two of the most amazing episodes ever. But I don't want to spoil anybody if they haven't seen it yet, so I am not going to say anything beyond that. <laughs> but if if you could, because like, again, you said you were watching it when you were really young. When I was watching it, um, internet was in its infancy. Like, there was none of this where we could just skip commercials. You, you had to sit up, like you said, against the TV and watching it. I felt that was the first show that everybody behind the scenes knew they were together, but the company putting it on air, it was just held back enough that they allowed it through. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It absolutely makes sense. And you think about the times that that was being aired, like that was... In the 90s. Nin that 90s was in the 90s, right? Like yeah. mid early -ish 90s? Mm-hmm. I think it, yeah, it's like the 25th anniversary is this year or something. Cause Danielle told me that in a, my meet and greet. Holy moly. Right. <laughs> 25 years ago. It's like so 25 yeah, years shocked. ago, they were like, they didn't, New Zealand is so wonderful. Like, I mean, you look at their prime minister right now. She is awesome. Let's just like, look at all the countries run by women. <clears throat> Zena and Gabriel, like they did, it, their love was never needing to be explained because it just was. And at that, right. I mean, I remember being absolutely A-OK -okay with that storyline at that age and not having it all until someone's like, ooh, lesbians with the negative connotation. Mm -hmm. And then right. it's like, oh, oh, okay. Isn't it incredible what education does? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh. why it's so important. So important. Yes. I'm going to let my wife bring us back again because okay. I, yeah, well, I, I, I have more... It's all yeah. good. Um, so I was actually looking at your website, Mandala, and I, I saw that you do artwork. And, and one particular piece that really got me, um, you did a lot of pieces with uh, marine life, but one was of a shark. And it was composed of all straight lines, but you were making all like different curves. I mean, it was beautiful. Oh, there you go. There's the shark. It is stunning. And... Yes, yeah, I don't that know how one. How you do that? And 
And the reason why it, it got me was because Kimberly and I swam with sharks in Bimini. So, you know, that was the first thing that caught my eye. Really? Uh, well, you have to give me an address and I can send this to you then. Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cool. We'll get, I'll get your address later and I'll... That's yours. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. So can I ask well, a request then? When this is all done, can I just hug you when we don't need hazmat suits? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, I wanted to know, like, how, what inspires you to do that, that, that type of artwork? And, and how did you get started? Can you talk about that a little bit? This artwork in particular came about through um, heart, heartbreak. Um, July the the eleventh last year, I lost Spartacus, who was my other rat. Oh, and she she was it was devastating. And I just started doing this artwork of just lines, and I think it was because I wasn't I wasn't quite sure how to deal with such heartache, with such heartbreak, and these like you can see it. These take I'll show you a one that's a little less color or maybe the owl um you can see it's just a bunch like a whole ton of yes. lines yeah over and over each other and they take forever but it helps this thing this thing in here and this thing actually not have or maybe have a disconnect or at least not be battling internally all the time and it was really right. wonderful wonderful in a way because um I spent so much time because Spartacus and I would just spend every day together, like oh. that one. Mm-hmm. Like we would, it, she, she's my little, she's my heart on the outside of my body. <laughs> um, so this artwork came about like that and I've never done anything quite like this before. So this is completely new and it's really, it's really amazing when you think about it that when humans are in are in absolute darkness like when we can we can actually create and and do so much when we put our minds to it so Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate in the loss of Spartacus that I was able to turn that into something beautiful so I'm not sure if people are aware but I do have a thing for hearts in particular so this is what I ended up yes I saw that on the website wow and like you see it is just um so this is how I start them off, just an outline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I fill them in like this, just line up, with the line lines. up, line. And like I said, hours and hours, but it helps keep me sane and on this earth. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so – because I used to do some, nothing in, intricate <laughs> like that, but when I was younger, I used, to, I used to just draw lines and – I was fascinated that if you make like a, a 90 degree angle, but if you have certain things, the lines can actually form a curve. And so I was always fascinated by that, that, you know, it doesn't matter if it's just a straight line. Sometimes your perspective can get skewed. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, that's the other reason why your, your art kind of spoke to me. So I, I just wanted to ask that question because it, it really, it brought back a memory from, from when I was younger. Should, have you have you done any art since or tried that aspect? Oh no, again? no, no. Should. I the the only art that I do now is like I we try to um, dance, Kimberly and I, not very well, but yes. Um, and then I, I will sing every now and again, but that's that's as far as I go with 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 art. Nothing nothing drawing or anything like that anymore. Unfortunately. So since you're going to send us the, the shark photo, I will send you a video of Sheila, uh, oh, a karaoke, and she's singing Like a Virgin on a Disney cruise. Are oh, you going to embarrass me that way? I really look forward to that video. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I am going to pivot. Reeling it back in. Reeling it back in. <laughs> I'm going to pivot. I wanted to ask um, you, like, with, with your artwork, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a, a follow-up. With the artwork... Do you like consider maybe expanding into different avenues of artwork? Because it's so beautiful and so colorful. Would you ever consider like illustrating a book or doing a comic? Um, I've definitely thought about it. Um, I actually have uh, someone who follows me DM'd me and asking if I could um, create um, the the ship for their short story. And look, I I'm definitely going to, but it's something I've never done before, and I. 
I've always been like, I am not at all academic, never was at school. I did go to acting school and I only lasted a year because I didn't like how they were telling me how to be. Mm. Um, and it's the same with my artwork. Like I've also been asked to design tattoos and I, but it's the pressure. It's the pressure of, um, is this good enough? Are they going to like it? Cause of course we're our biggest critics. So I could look at this. I could look at my shark, for example, and just be like, yeah, I could do that one so much better. Like it's, we, we're constantly our biggest critics. So I've definitely thought about it. Where are you? I have done bigger pieces. I have this, um, can't quite see it, but that piece of wood there is a giant heart. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Um, so I'm trying to extend, expand bigger, bigger and broader horizons. Um, it's scary. It is. Putting yourself out there is scary. I mean, but you know what? I think that shark is perfect. So thank you. I will. You will see me experiment with some things. I've got some, you know, new ideas. Okay. Come say hi. Cool. All right. Well, everybody in the the chat are saying they would completely buy a comic from you. Your artwork is beautiful and they're impressed by all the lines. They're going, wow, look at those lines. So, wow. Thank you. And I would, I will, like, I would like to get into, um, I don't know, comics if I can. Humans, I don't draw humans very well. (laughs) They're so perfect. (laughs) But are they? We're perfect in our imperfection. Exactly. That's a good one. Perfect. Yes. So, um, so you were talking, Mandela, about um, riding with with Danielle on a motorbike. Yes. Do you have one of your own? See, there you it is. There's the fangirl them? face. <laughs> <laughs> I because yeah. when you were interviewing when you were interviewing Danielle and she was talking about getting her brand new Harley motorbike, you were just like, like, <laughs> so it it was just it was so cute. So I I just had to I have to ask that question. Do you have do you have a bike of your own? And I do. Her own? name is Little Thunder. I built her actually. Um, oh wow! Myself, I found her for like six hundred bucks about uh, about three years ago. Um, rode her back on the freeway um, on LA, which was not. I ran out of gas. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! My first time riding my bike, I ran out of gas on like the five, I think it was, on in LA. Um, and I'm like, and but then like, uh, however many miles because I'm Australian down the track, another motorcycle rider also had stopped. Anyway, I have a motorbike. Her name is Little Thunder. I built her. She's actually just right outside here. It would require me turning you around just a a wee little bit. Oh no, that's my bicycle. <laughs> can, can you see her? Where am I? You can. I see the bicycle. I see oh, yeah. the seat no, of your bicycle. I, well, look, she's out there. Okay. Yeah. Ah, now I see oh, it. Yes. I see her. Yes. See her? Yes, 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 yes. It's only a little 200cc, um, which is very little. You're actually not allowed to ride anything smaller than a 250 on the freeway. Um, I don't go on the freeway anymore. That was an accident. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we want you safe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Safety importante. Yes. I mean, I, you know, we were, we were at a uh, motorcycle convention years and years and years ago. Oh, and I was like, oh, you know, cause I had an idea about riding a bike and now it's like, no, unless it, it's a spider with three wheels, there's no way. Cause I, they're just too big for me. I can't. I just imagined a spider, like an actual eight legged spider with wheels instead of <laughs> legs and you were writing that so that's where my mind went. Well, well I could do that too <laughs> maybe not Ooh. maybe not when we were when we went to that convention though it was it was hysterical because all of these men every time I sat on a motorcycle every guy was like you look great on that bike and you know I'm I'm like okay yeah okay bye girlfriend bye you know and then I went from bike to bike and the only ones that I really didn't feel comfortable were the big traveling ones because they're very heavy mm-hmm. And I found a Honda Valkyrie I loved. I know, I'm pathetic, but I, I can't, I'm not good Excuse at building me. anything. What did you just call yourself? Can you just re- retract I, I will retract that statement and say I know that I liked that bike for personal reasons of why I liked it. Exactly. <laughs> I personally don't believe a Harley is in my hands because I light things on fire in the kitchen. 
I would probably light the bike on fire while riding it. It's just my luck. It's just the way it is. So when I when I was trying all these bikes, she finally finds one next to me and she sits on it. She's like, this is the best bike. I can't wait to ride it. And the guy comes over. He's like, that's a kid's bike. You can't ride that one. <laughs> and she was like, I'll ride whatever the bleep I want to ride. I'm like, if there's a way to flip a spider, I'll find it though. It did fit. You look cute on it too. You should if get a motorcycle kid, license. Honey. It doesn't matter if it's a kid's bike. If you feel comfortable and safe on it, that's why I ride a 200. I'm only five, three. I weigh like not a lot. Um, and so I much prefer a bike that feels like a limb to me that I can, you know, exactly. And around. Yes. Because you know, if that, if that thing falls on you, then you're like, all right, uh, I can't get it off me if I, if I have to. So Yeah. That's why I'm like, all right, I need, I need a three-wheeler. That's me. A little, little three-wheeler, exactly. Then you, you, you see, I guarantee you, though, I'll find a way to flip that three-wheeler. I really will. You're <laughs> I'm talented. A, you are talented. I'm super talented. You can, you can ask my wife, though. If there's like 0.01% chance of doing something like out of nowhere wrong or getting like an allergy or something, it's me. So I just know it. It's just in my DNA. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing that you know that about yourself, that you're aware of that. You just yes. stay away from it. <laughs> yes. Bingo. So um, today is the last day of the convention. Um, <laughs> can you do that I, again? I actually really, I enjoyed the convention. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I know you did, but it was just... It was stressful for you, but it was a lot of fun for me. Um, so, Mandala, can you tell us you know, what, what this convention in particular meant to you? Mm. Mm. I think now, you know, especially during the fact that we are all experiencing the same thing, we're all pretty much um, in isolation, we're all in lockdown, and it doesn't do so well for a lot of people with mental health, um, especially if they have to be back home as well yeah. with people who potentially don't understand them, them or accept them. Yeah. Um, I was... So looking forward to QFX East, like in in ways that I can't even explain, but I felt the loss, like the loss of not being able to see people that I see every year and not being able to be in their space. Right. And what this QFX has meant is that we're all together, even though we're so far apart. I feel mm-hmm. even like Nicole and I were saying um, after Saturday, I sent her a message and I was like, today was so much fun with you. And I didn't see her. Like she was at her place and I was at my place and I didn't see her at all. And she's like, it was so fun. It had the same energy of like, you know, the Clexicon, right, in 2018, 2019 when we were all together in that energy and buzz and feeling that. And even like I've been watching panels as well, just sitting back and watching panels with Harrow and seeing names that I I recognise coming up and commenting. It's been, I'm really sad it's over as well and, I'm just very much looking forward to when we can do more. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's, the reason why it's so important is because it's just bringing everyone together. And even though you might be at home by yourself and, you know, you might feel as though you're alone, we're not. And I've been feeling very much a lot of love um, this week. So thank you so yes. much. Everyone at QFX, thank you. Yes, I echo that. <laughs> thank you. Um, I, I gotta give I gotta give a special shout out though to you know G my partner in crime because without her timekeeping when I would be streaming and doing everything you know w- without her helping and being my backup I really I would not have been able to get any of the panels done right she's just she was my right my left hand when when something went wrong she was awesome so that's my little shout out yes <laughs> <laughs> not, not GG, just G. G. Okay, G. It was an echo. Echo. G. Echo. G. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So um, we've come to a another segment of the Forever Fangirls where we'd like to call it a the Forever Fangirls quiz. Mm-hmm. So um, this is where we ask five questions that are that's totally unrelated to the interview, but you might have answered one already, but. Anyway, we'll we'll ask it anyway, and you just you just answer whatever comes to mind first. And before okay, she starts right. asking, one of the things we wanted to change about this quiz was we call ourselves very inclusive at Forever Fangirls. We believe that doesn't matter 
anything that you designate yourself, as long as you're a human being and you're not an asshole, listen, please, right? And we realize that whenever we say fangirl or fanboy, we are excluding people. So we have decided that we are going to make our entire quiz, and unless somebody does designate their pronouns to us, we are going to designate everything as gender neutral, because that is the right thing to do, and we want to walk the walk as well as talk the talk. So... If the words don't make sense, it's now they exist because we've created them to designate our version of fanning. Cool. So it's in the vernacular now. So All go right. ahead, honey. Cool. Okay. So the first question is, what is the first thing you ever fanned over? What was the first thing I ever fanned over? Mandala, think. What was one of your? I mean, like anything, really. I'm, I'm. I know. Apparently, I'm really struggling to think right now. I want to say Zeno because I definitely did fangirl over that. I'm not sure if you saw um, <laughs> that Danielle was on. <laughs> no, I didn't. How was it? Gladiators. Did you guys ever have gladiators in oh America? Oh my god, yes. I loved gladiators. And Storm was my favorite. Yes. Oh, I remember. Do you remember Do you remember Nitro? I don't. I. I. I wonder because I wonder if we had different because we had Vulcan and we had Tower. I think we had different. Um, different. See, ones. that's just mean. They should have had the same I ones. Know, just I like aired it, it everywhere. And we my wife Storm? is like, "What are they talking about?" Whoa. We had Storm too. She was blonde, brilliant. Tall blonde, legs up to like there. No, no, she was tall, tons of muscles, stunning, like hazelish brown eyes. And I just remember her picking up a guy that was running at her, like on the joust, and like hit her so hard and knocked her off. That's all I remember. Yeah, my wife's like, excuse me. I loved it. I wanted to be a part of it. I'm so lost. I'm add it to the list. (laughs) My list is like two miles long. Okay, so I'm going to go to the second question. What are you currently fanning over? Wentworth. I just watched it again so that I would, and maybe that's why I was so fangirly over Danielle because I just finished watching where she died like two nights previous. Oh, wow. Spoiler. (laughs) 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 Sheila's never seen it. (laughs) I am so sorry. But Danielle, if you watch Danielle, she said it herself. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is true. Okay. Okay. Nope. Uh, Then, okay. I'm off the hook. If the if the boss says it, we just got to go with it. Right, exactly. Anyway, I I'll just like put that to the side until I watch yeah, it, so it'll be okay. What just happened? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Ghost, by the way. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. All right. So next question is: What is the best superpower to have? Oh, uh, okay. So I believe that with superpowers must come responsibility. Obviously. I agree. Um, so if you have a great superpower, there must be a con to it. Now, I've thought about this, obviously. <laughs> My superpower would be that I can time travel backwards and forwards in time to whenever I want. And I can talk to anyone about the history and about their experiences. But as okay. soon as I jump to a different year, I am completely forgotten. So I always get oh, forgotten. Keep the timeline. I always get, so that I can keep the timeline so that I don't fuck up the, the, the timeline. Um, so that is my superpower because what an awesome superpower to go to like, I'm going to go and see what blah, blah was like at this time and go there and speak to the people and find out why and how they thought about it and get their understanding. And then as soon as I leave, I'm forgotten. Yeah. I, that, that's so actually you're auditioning for cool. Doctor Who soon. That would be very cool. Oh, is that a Doctor Who? Is he forgotten every single time? I don't know. Did I just but that steal would be really. Cool. You know what? We should just do that. We can just morph it and make it like super queer. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like wear something like this. There you go. Yes. Very And away. you ride around on a motorbike. And your motorbike, you have a button. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. That would, but also, I love the idea of flying. Whenever I'm in a plane, I'm always yes. imagining flying through the clouds like Peter Pan. But wouldn't it get cold? I need to be able to have thick skin so that it actually um, keeps me warm while I'm flying. 
Well, Since I, I hate I to tell find you, my hands have started to sweat. I'm just going to go to the next question. Holly, <laughs> I have to answer within two seconds. So let's make this next question for a little faster then. Holly says right. you need to answer in two questions, uh, two seconds. Two seconds. Oh, yeah. Challenge. No, we, we were on Holly. They're like, come on, Holly. Okay, so favorite genre to watch or read? Horror. Okay, so. Okay, like what? one of my favorite TV shows, I'm up to watching it for the fourth time, is The Haunting of Hill House. It is. Yes. Incredible. And this is. Yes, Sheila, honey, well. that's on your list. Oh Watch it. I won't give you any. Um, I won't give you any. Uh, 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 what is it called? Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, that. I won't spoil anything for you. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, um, hang on. Here's The House is Haunted. The House is Haunted. Okay. Yeah, that's the only spoiler I'll give you. <laughs> Well, usually with horror, the houses are usually haunted. So <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. All right. So final question. What is your guilty pleasure? Did you really um, have to say I it did, like that? I mean, I did say dominoes, but I will give you another guilty pleasure. Um, one of my – what are you doing over there? Oh, just um, – one of my – no, Domino's is definitely a guilty pleasure. Beer, I love. I love beer, but I like particular expensive beer. I have quite a, a taste for it. Um, okay. But like German beer and things like that. Um, this is a weird guilty pleasure. Do you need to know a weird guilty pleasure? Have at it. Sure. I like to shave my legs with a cutthroat razor. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh, I ended up cutting a limb off. Yeah, that's why I'm like, wait, 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 wait. It's a guilty pleasure because I don't know anyone else who does it, and it is no. like, just, just hang on. But like, the the I'm maybe seeing. I'm going to cut myself is kind of like a living on the edge, making me feel a little more alive. Like, like literally. Yeah, we should I'm we should roll see, back seeing. to the fact that. I'd kill myself by cutting myself by accident. That would happen. Well, and then I'm I'd just come up to my Sweeney wife and be like, Todd. honey, I'm bleeding. I'm just seeing Sweeney Todd flash in front of my eyes oh, right God. now. I'm like, oh, be a Sweeney Todd. That would be amazing. Oh, I have the hair for it. <laughs> I can go get my, my. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's not that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the chat is now right. going. We need to make a queer Sweeney Todd. Yes. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm going to stop laughing now and, and just, um, cause we are getting to, I, I know G's going to give me my 10 minute warning any second now. So, um, I do want to make sure that everybody knows where to find you, your websites, your social, if there's any new projects, because I know you had mentioned shooting things on the Danielle Cormack um, interview, but I'd love for you to explain it again here so that the chat that we have can uh, well, uh, I was can know about I was, I rewatched um, the Danielle Cormack panel because I just needed to see how much of a douche I was. <laughs> You were, oh, you were, you were fine. You, you, you were just being like, so cute. You're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> um, so, and I, I realized I probably, I said a lot more than I, whatever. It's, it's incredible. Marina Rice Bader is the director. Um, there are four of us women in it. Uh, it is based during COVID when all this goes down. Um, I'm... It's got Emily Goss in it, um, Yaz from uh, – here's, here's uh, one thing you, you might not know about me is when I go to say people's names, and maybe it's because people get my name sometimes incorrectly, I get this major anxiety about saying everyone's names in case I get it incorrect. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I don't even touch surnames sometimes. <laughs> Gary Hodgson is um, in Crazy Bitches with me and also Good Kisser. Um, she is in it. <laughs> Um, Emily Goss from Snap uh, Snapshots is also in it, and Yaz from One More Lesbian actually is in it and also wrote it and plays my big sister um, in it, which is pretty wonderful. Um, and we shot it ourselves. So, oh, wow. like, I last Wednesday I did um, five episodes. It was a started at eight a.m. and didn't finish our last martini shot until eleven thirty p.m. Wow. wow. And then 
I had to pack everything down, so the lighting, the cameras, the everything down, and then transfer all the footage, um, and I didn't finish until like 4 a.m. So this is oh what gosh. it is. It's so much work, but if, like, it is, I'm so excited about this project because your actor is also your gaffer, your camera, per- like, your DP, your focus puller, your, like, everything. Um, so I'm super excited for us to be able to talk about this more. I have a feeling I'm probably saying more than I should, but that's okay. Um <laughs> So that's a project that we worked on during this. Uh, There is a project that I am hoping, not hoping, but I mean, I'm very much hoping, but I'm very, uh, it's going to happen no matter what. Um, Kimmy, am I allowed to talk about it? See, Hillary's (laughs) not here. Just know that it's it's something written by, I'm I'm just going, I'm taking the liberty, something written by um, Hillary who um, is the creator of Passage. um, She's a genius. I'm just throwing it out there. Like her worlds, you talked to her about Passage and, of course, you've just seen the first season, but you talked to her about Passage and it's an entire universe. Like it is a universe that is completely full of characters and myths and everything it's incredible so to be able to work on another project with her and you um in one of my favorite genres is exciting (laughs) you sounded just like sean connery right there (laughs) 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 i'm not allowed to talk about (laughs) well i know about it you know, you're on the you're on the DL, mm-hmm. but I won't say anything. Yeah. Um. So I think the original question was, what are my socials? Yes, we need we, people yeah. need to follow you because, frankly, between your art and and your your main career of acting, people need to know where to find you. And if they aren't following you, they should be. They should. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um. My I'm mostly on Instagrams at Twisted Roads with a double I T W I I S T E D Roads. Um, also on the same um, on Twitter. I try and keep that name as much as I can. Now, is there a story behind that? Because I was trying to find you earlier, and then I didn't realize it was a double I. So I'm like, oh, it's a double I. So I'm a I'm a gamer, um, and when I was first. When I was first getting my name, I tried just Twisted Rose with one eye, but it was already taken. I said, oh, well, I guess I have to have two. So that's how that came about. Okay. That's really easy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you know what? It works. It works. We're like have it. to switch gamer tags on, online so we can play games together. Please, um, except my because PS4 doesn't allow you to bring over your Australian gamer tag, so that Twisted <gasps> Rose is actually own. This is why I had to start Horizon Zero Dawn again, and all That's my games. Right, you said that. All of it. Um, so I'm Twisted T W I I S T six D Rose. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to ask for that again. <laughs> okay. I'm 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 easy on Xbox. My name. But my name on on PlayStation, they wouldn't let me have it, so I had to. I switched to Stitch Cat seventy six. Stitch Cat, I'm Stitch. Yeah, I like it. You know, Xbox is easier if anybody's watching or. I was going to say anybody's listening, but they can actually see us this time. It's just Kimmy six two six. How so simple? Yeah, Stitch Experiment six two six. I went there. Yeah. Um, And I don't know why, but when you said six two six, I was thinking about X five four five six. Which is um, a Dark Angel. I was I fangirled over Dark uh, Angel. Actually, why I got a motorbike in the first place because I wanted to be a a soldier like her. Yeah, that is something that's on my watch list. <laughs> You've not seen Dark Angel. <laughs> I have never seen, seen Dark Angel. Fly? No, I haven't. It's on my watch list. I, here's the thing: we're gonna we're gonna. She's never seen Firefly either. Um, so I have to wait for her to finish Buffy. Because we've promised everybody that she can watch Buffy first. Buffy. What season are you up to? I just finished season two last night. Oh, you're a newbie. Yes, a very... She is. Uh, but let me preface this by saying I knew of Buffy because my wife was a very big Buffy fan. And there was <sighs> one, one night where she was watching it and I thought she hurt herself or something. She screamed I so screamed loud. I screamed at the time. What the... <laughs> woke me up from is. a sound sleep and then she was watching Buffy I'm like really 
I know. I saw you doing that. Fast asleep. <sighs> so, but yes. So, so anyway. I knew about Buffy. And now, now I'm, I'm getting into, okay, I, I understand where some of this is coming from now. So. Um, we, can, we can have that other podcast because I, I just got my warnings of five minutes. Because yeah. Jesus. Uh, minute warning. Yes, we're wrapping it up. So um, that was so much fun. Um, Mandala, thank you so much for your time. Uh, this, was, this, was really, this was really great. I, I, I loved it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and it, yes, it's and, always and, an open door here for you. Just, you know. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Whenever you want to come on, we, we will make it happen. And, and thank you also to everyone out there who tuned in to our first ever Forever Fangirls live interview. Yes. At, <laughs> yes. At QFX CloudCon. Uh, QFX CloudCon is the first and only online pop culture convention for the queer community. Um, and so even though this is our last day, there's still one other thing. Um, so stay with us. We have the closing ceremony today at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Amazing. And um, I, I have a message for you. Yes. Oh, what are you messaging? Are you about to message what I'm about to message? Oh, I was just going to say I have a message to pass to you. Um, Holly would like to know if you will put the lines back in her hair for her. No idea what it means, but I'm hoping you do. As in with my shaver? I assume so. Absolutely. You know, I shave my own hair and it's like straight as an arrow. It's like oh, I put wow. a mirror up here and I'm like, <laughs> um, really quick, if I may, if we have mm -hmm. time, um, mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone out there has heard of the game of Settlers of Catan, uh, but if you oh. have, uh oh, Cole, <laughs> Goose, and myself and Holly are going to sometime next week, maybe on the weekend next week, actually set up a live uh, Catan match. Um, oh. It will be a little fun. Why are you shaking your head, Kimmy? You because don't like I don't, un when everybody tries to explain the game to me, I get completely lost in the explanation. So, and, and you guys are so competitive. I just want everybody to make bets and all that money will go to charity. Here's, here's my thing. And I know that Holly is watching and I may kick myself in the ass for it, but um, <laughs> I don't like I'm competitive, but if someone else, like, for example, Queen Nicole, if, if she's like, does anyone have any wheat for sheep? I'm like, oh, I need that sheep. But you can totally have it, yes. <laughs> so I'm like, a, let the queen win. The queen will reign. <laughs> I'm less competitive unless it's against guys. And then I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like Monopoly that destroys families. Oh, I'm a with Monopoly. I can't. <laughs> I had to bring that back in from Danielle. But um, I do want to say, you know, um, we are, you know, being a small part of CloudCon on my side, it was an absolute thrill to have you be a part of this and to have you come. We love you so much here. And, you know, you're welcome anytime, any place, anywhere. Just, you know how to reach the bosses. You're on it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, thank you for just really being here because you add so much to this con every time. I don't, I don't think you truly understand how much you mean to a lot of people. And I hope that, you know, seeing how people responded to your panel and Danielle Cormack and, and just talking with you here, you do mean an exorbitant amount to a lot of people watching you that finally see themselves on television or in a film. And your work is so powerful. And, and I hope that all of the wonders and all of the positives of the world reach you because you absolutely unequivocally deserve them. Thank you. So I'm <laughs> oh. sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. I'm sorry. No, you don't need to be sorry. That is like, these are tears of joy and also just, just goodness. Thank you. I am so honored, so honored to be just to even have my name associated with QFX. You have no idea. The, uh, the feelings are incredibly mutual. I think you all bring so much light and love to everyone's lives. And um, <laughs> the feeling is very mutual. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, sorry. I want you to know everybody in the chat's going, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> 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 Who's cutting onions? Uh, yeah, um, really. <laughs> I'm. So <laughs> I can keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but there's uh, a lot of love from us to you. Just, just know that that we absolutely respect and love and adore you. Okay. Yes. 
And so, you know, if you, for, for all of you out there, um, everything that Mandala and we've talked about here, all of that will be in the show notes page of the Forever Fangirls uh, website. So, um, you know, if you, if you missed any of that, you know, you'll, you'll always find where to find Mandala and all of her, all of her other works. So, um, Thank you again, Mandala, and thank you, everybody. And so until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, love always wins. So have a good day. It really does. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.